0: Okay, Newey Knights, Newey Knights. Points, third. Line breaks, third. Tackle breaks, second. Um, Missed tackles, um, 13th. So I think that's actually good. I mean, what a bizarre year. Because if you looked at the first half of the year, you would say this is a disaster. Then you look at the second half of the year, and you go, what an incredible year. Then you read all those stats. Third points for, third line breaks, third tackle, second tackle breaks, six to meters gained. What an incredible year for the Knights. And I think that uh, it is put to bed. Kalen's a fullback. We never have to ask that question again. I think that if anyone utters that sentence in the Knights coaching staff, they should be fired on the spot. Just get them out of there. Don't thought need that
1: we, nonsense. thought we put it to bed in the pre-season. They oh, didn't, they didn't don't, listen, don't get me you?
0: started, mate. <laughs> they should have been listening to the bloke podcast. <laughs> they should have. Um, I think that uh, they've got direction now. I think their recruitment, uh, it can really head towards something. It can build towards something. Now, I thought the Cogger signing was a bit strange, and it probably happened when they were struggling. So maybe that's why... Um, you know, maybe that's why it happened the way it did. And would have they signed him if it was at the end of the year? Maybe not. But then watching Cogger play in the grand final, you go,
2: "Hang on a sec." You know, have they spotted genius? Yeah, is yeah. it a fucking genius signing? I said it a few weeks ago and was like, "Geez, good on Cogger for getting that contract, but you can't get in over Tyson Gamble." And I'm sitting there going, Fuck, "Grand final hero, <laughs> mate." When you go
0: back and watch just the highlights of those tries towards the end, the way he opened, like he played
1: so well, you go. Is Cleary a six? <laughs> like, that's how well he was yeah, playing six. as a seven. And and to state the obvious, like, it's, it might have been a small snippet from an entire season, but could not have been a bigger stage or period of the game <laughs> to do it. So it's like, I'm sure it wasn't fluke. Like, he's, well, he doesn't really get flustered, does he? Mate, to come on the game that
0: behind mm. and unlock Nathan Cleary. Like, think about... We just – everyone keeps talking the best performance by seven ever in, or 20 minutes or whatever, but it took Cogger to unlock him. Mm. Yeah. So you go, okay, put two and two together. Could we see KP go to another level? If he can do that for Cleary, is he going to
2: make more space for KP? Yeah, and that's where I think it'll be interesting because I, I personally feel like the role that he played in that grand final is essentially what Jackson Hastings does. Mm. So I think we're all sort of looking at, you know, Cogger or – Tyson Gamble, but I, you know, despite Cogger having that unbelievable game in the grand final, I still think that Cogger, uh, that uh, Tyson is probably more suited to, to what mm. Newcastle need him for. Uh, but, you know, it, it opens the door, you know, if Jackson was to get injured during the season, all of a sudden you look at the Cogger sign and go, fuck, how good is that? See, like, obviously
0: Hastings and Campbell probably have first shot, but he played that well, that that was better than any game that Hastings and Gamble have played this year. So that's how well I felt he played anyway. Yeah.
1: And and as it stands, off what the Knights did in the back end of this season, they go into round one with Gamble and Hastings. For but sure. but the competition that is going to create between yeah. those three blokes, that is what you want in the club. Well, that's any good club has that. Yeah, you know any good
0: club has at least one half in reserve grade that is pushing the guys that have that that spot. So yeah, please, Newey fans, I'm not saying that Gamble should lose his, spot, Hastings should lose his spot, but what I am saying is is that there wasn't that much pressure in my mind, but after that grand final performance and seeing the impact he had, you go, geez, any bad form, any injury, to have Cogger come in and maybe even steal that spot, that's a great thing for the club.
2: Just having a look through the Newcastle side very quickly, Cogger probably starts in reserve grade. I think he's the only bloke in their squad that's won a competition. <laughs>
0: that's crazy. Jeez, is going to be interesting to see how they handle that because he'll, he'll probably kill it in the pre-season. Anyway, Um Now, in regards to players, look, Caelan Pong, we've already spoken about ad nauseum. You know, Dom Young, we speak about every week. Uh, Guys like Adam Elliott that have just got their spot now, they are a number 13. I think that's a huge, huge, uh, not find, but solution for the club in their forward pack. I thought he was really good when he put some footy together.
2: Leo Thompson, he's been a good find. Massive congratulations! Didn't he make the Kiwi side? Good on him. Heavens that? Well deserved. Uh, the other one that I thought was fantastic in the back end of the season, Dylan Lucas, playing on the left oh, edge. Oh, mate. He was unreal. Lockie Fitzgibbons going over to England. Um, they've got a couple of guys coming from the English Super League. They've got Jeb Cartwright coming up. But geez, I reckon uh, if I had to put money on someone to land that left edge spot at the moment, it would be him. Dylan he Lucas. Was-
1: he is an actual uh, Beagle boy, mate He is from Bega, yeah, yes Might have Group 16's finest I don't know what to believe anymore, to be honest I don't know, neither uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Dylan Lucas
0: I do think Fitzgibbon is going to be a, a loss Because, and look, to be fair He hadn't played this well before this season So I can understand why You know, some Knights fans may be frustrated Because they're like, look how good Lachlan Fitzgibbon is Why are we letting him go? I think this decision probably came before the really good form.
2: Yeah, I did not think they'd miss him until he was gone.
0: Yeah, and now he's playing really good. But Dylan Lucas, if he can play like that every single week, Mm, he's a different player to Fitzgibbon, but he can offer some damage on the edge. Another bloke I want to talk about, Tyson Frazell. Mate, talk about a guy that they desperately needed to lead that pack because he was outstanding for them.
2: Yeah, two guys on that edge, Frizzell and Gagai. I thought it was some of their best seasons they've had so far.
0: Yeah. And Gagai, you know, he was up and down a little bit. And I know some people, they think about the start of the season and go, you know, all the missed tackles or whatever. But towards the end of the season, I thought he was almost the heart and soul of the
2: side. Yeah, I think he took uh, Origin. Personally, as mm. you should. Mm. Yeah. I thought of the finish to his season was unreal.
1: Yeah, it's like it's another one we've spoken we've spoken a lot about Newcastle nauseam because they went on that ten game wing streak. They were the fairy tale finish to the season. But like Phoenix Crossland, who I remember maybe around nineteen twenty or something, and there was an article coming out with Newcastle saying they weren't going into the market to find a replacement hooker mm. to back up Jaden Brayley. And even at that time, where it was nineteen twenty, I sort of went Crossland's been really good, but, like, come on, guys. Like, you still need a proper backup hooker. Mm. And by the end of the season, you go, um, no, you don't. Like, yeah. they've got him. Like, you don't necessarily have to go into round one with him as a starter, but he can easily be a 14. Doesn't that excite you, the fact that how well-rounded
0: this side is becoming? Like, mm. the fact that they're going to have a guy like Phoenix on either starting or at 14, Brayley, you know, Braley no longer has to play 80 minutes. They've got KP at the back there. Like, it just seems like this roster is finally starting to take a bit of shape. Uh, whereas before it was like, Kurt Mann's 14, is he, is he not? Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't, is, is he a starter, is he at six, is he at fullback? Whereas it feels like they're really starting to lock down a core of their group um, after such a good season. Phoenix didn't end up making the
2: Kiwi side after all? No. Let's talk about him maybe making him. I picked New Brown from Newcastle, not Phoenix. Interesting.
0: He's Surely he's injured.
1: What? I don't even know he's Kiwi. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah all right.
2: Yeah, he might be injured. I, I don't know. Surely
1: don't. he's injured. He would have got in head New Brown. And
0: that's no disrespect. Like good on New Brown. Like good on him. But way better sort Phoenix too.
2: <laughs> you reckon?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I do.
0: Um, but you like Phoenix crossing like because Jeremy Marshall King is out. Brandon Smith obviously would make it. Wow. Is New Brown going to be the starting nine. Well, Smith or is Smith injured? Brendan Smith injured? Brendan Smith's not in this squad, so he must be injured. Surely Phoenix Crossland's injured. There's got to, it's got to be. Yeah,
1: Marshall King. Or maybe, injured,
0: maybe has he pledged his allegiance to Australia?
1: Well, I was in
0: when Crossland
1: we played for the Blues, so maybe. I swear he was on oh, okay.
2: the Matty Johns show a few weeks ago. Uh, Madge was, and they were talking to him about it.
0: Maybe said, maybe he's a passionate
2: Australian. Yeah. Um,
0: Born they might Auckland. end up
2: with a half playing nine here, the Kewis. I ain't mean, saying that. They've got a lot of halves out too.
0: Um, now, back to the, some of the players. Uh, I thought the Saifidi brothers, even though they didn't probably hit the height, like the high, high heights that we know they can, and I still think there's definitely room for growth for both of them, um, I definitely thought they were better this year. Mm-hmm. I thought they were just more consistent. And they really laid a foundation for, for the, um, the players around them. Uh, now, they ended up... So, 22 games for Daniel and 21 games for Jacob. That's pretty good for the big fellas. It's pretty good. And so, I, I thought they did a, a really... Put it, again, last year, what were we talking about? Clemmer leaving. My concern was that they didn't have a, an experienced guy to pick up the slack. I think Saifidi brothers did a really good job at Do, picking up that slice.
1: They, they've both had their moments in their career, particularly Daniel when he was sort of a, a bit of a store to the blue side. But it feels like we're... I just feel like we're always comparing them to a standard that they were at one point or what they should be. Mm. Do you think we had like um, a miss, like sort of expectation of how good these blokes are? This isn't a knock on them, but... They put together these solid years and people always seem to be let down by, oh, you know, they couldn't replace Clemmer initially or they had poor years. Like, is the expectation too high on these blokes? Yeah, maybe.
0: I think it's because they're such big, you know, front rowers yeah. that are quite mobile. Yeah, that's a possibility.
1: I mean, they're 27 now. Yeah. I thought they were younger than that. I like, yeah, I, like, I'm with you. They had strong years, but, mm. like, what are we expecting them to be? Like, superstars? Yeah, be Maybe fair. Leota and Fisher-Harris or, because I think that's unfair.
0: Um, another guy I want to give a message Jack Hetherington towards the end of the year He really reined it in, did his job um, I think that's I think that's a win for the club because They need him to be He's a really important part of that squad Because he's such a big strong player yeah. uh, what, what an incredible year Tyson Gamble, amazing I mean is there really anyone that you could look at this roster And say they didn't play well this year
2: We're talking about Greg Mars yeah? Not yet Good God, wow what a signing. You have a look at his numbers this year as far as, you know, run meters and everything, right up there with Brian Toll.
0: He, he truly is like – I cannot wait to see him continue to develop because the more confident he gets in his game, the better he's going to be. Yeah. Like, and that's what's scary with a guy like Marju. When he – you know, at 26 years old, for a guy that hasn't really played that much first grade, he's still got plenty of years left in him and – He's going to get better at defence. He's going to get better at high balls. And, look, I, you know, in the, um, in the finals match, he did get rattled a little bit against the Warriors. Mm. But he'll learn from that. He'll bounce yeah. back. And heading into what I'm excited for for Greg Marge, heading into this year, he's got that spot locked down. But think about the confidence he's heading into this year because heading down to the Knights, it was hopefully I get a spot. Now it is, oh, I can become the winger for the next five years of the,
2: the Knights. Brian Toto this year averaged 200.6 metres per game. Greg Marshu, 200.7.
1: Got him. Boom. Got
2: him. Jeez. <laughs> that
1: oh, last one, he was like, fuck. Just got be to beat oh. <laughs> Toto. The other good thing about it is with a bit of luck, Bradman Best and Greg Marshu stay injury-free for a long time, and they both stay at the Knights for a long time. You know, with defensive issues around, Marshu in his past, just the ability to hopefully build up a long-term combination with yep. him in defence. Yeah. Defense yeah. Go a long way. Um, also...
0: What I love for the Knights is that by the end of the year, it's probably the first time that I can remember watching a Knight side, honestly, maybe maybe ever, maybe since Wayne Bennett was there to a degree. But I think the Wayne Bennett situation, he just got so many old heads there that they kind of just did their job and were high level. But it's the first time in a long time that I looked at a Knight side and said, that's the Newcastle Knights. Mm. That's DNA. Like they're playing a specific style of rugby league that is unique to them And that's exciting for the Newcastle Knights.
2: And I think the best way to tell if Newcastle have their DNA or not is to look around that stadium (laughs) at a home ground. I was
1: going to say, next time they go to market for a play and they say come during the night, then we're looking at those last 10, 11 weeks up in the Hunter and just going, who wouldn't want to be a part of that?
0: Absolutely. And there's a real DNA at the club now. They know who they want to be. They know the style of play they want to play. And I, I honestly, you boys would probably be able to speak to this better, I honestly can't remember a time where I really felt... This is Steel City. This mm. is Steel City. There's I honestly it, can't.
2: Yeah, there was even during the season, like you heard Maddie and Andrew Johns at different points sort of point out that they've never seen it like yeah. this before. Yeah, Like for them to say that, it's like I remember it. when I was a kid going up to Marathon Stadium as it was there and just thinking, oh my God, mm. well, this the, is Disneyland. Well, right.
1: the, even the women's side, I think a couple of weeks ago, broke the record for a standalone women's game in NRLW, about 13,000 13,000 was, yeah.
0: 780,000 people watched it, the grand Jeez. final.
2: How good's that? What a win for rugby league! Yeah. Cracking game, by the way.
0: Cracking Always. game. What about Chapman scoring a hat trick and not winning, like Ezra Mann <laughs> Jesus. Um, what about Upton being an absolute freak? What
2: about Queensland and Newcastle fullbacks winning both Daliesms and then she takes home.
1: Insane Man, player of the match. Just that final. Queensland Crazy.
0: spirit, you know. Men or women, we've all got it. It's bizarre.
1: I mean,
0: how many Queensland clubs won NRL titles this year? Oh, wow! Well. do
1: get September footy, mate. Wow, well, real low it. from you, mate. The messenger. <laughs> um,
0: so really exciting for Newcastle, and and you know you have got the women's team that's won back to back premierships now. Gee, like I really like. Could you imagine they turn into a powerhouse? Oh. Like I fucking want that to happen so bad. So yeah, really good stuff. And also just quickly on Kale and Ponga, I know we didn't speak about much it because we always speak about KP, but. How often do you get fans go, why do you pay so much money for one player? So much money. If you ever need an example, just look at this season. Because they pay him – he's the highest paid player in the competition. He literally took that side from a disaster to finals footy. And in second week of the finals, and without him, they don't even get close. That's why you pay guys like that. And look – Clubs get it wrong all the time where they, they identify a guy and they go, hopefully he's the man that can take us into the top eight. KP proved he genuinely is the guy that can take a team into the yeah. top eight.
1: And, and not just taking it to him on, on field, made him win in 10 on the trot and producing all those great moments on field, bringing a daily medal, bums on seats. He oh, sells massive. tickets. And we saw with the Knights crowds this year, that's
0: why. He said something really interesting uh, in his speech mm. where he said, I was tired of letting people down. Something along those lines, paraphrasing, but that was the gist of you know, it. Stop
2: letting people down. Yeah, I and I is. thought, yeah.
0: geez, that's an interesting thing to say because one of the the knocks on KP, too casual, does he really care as much? Like, very laid back. So does he have the same fight as, like, a Joey or whatever? And for him to say that, I think it really proves that, first of all, he's come full circle and he, he understands his role. But also, he does care. He just expresses it in a very different way to most people. And he proves that there are champion players. They don't all have to be the same. They don't have to fucking walk and talk the same. KP cares about that club, and he cares about that town. And he proved it this year. He really proved it. So very, very excited for him. And it was a really interesting to say. And I'm, look, the Dally M situation. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. I do believe S.J. was the best player for the season. But the way that Dally M is set up, K.P. was the best player on, in that system. And you can feel bad for S.J. whilst not ripping and tearing K.P. down. It's an incredible moment for rugby league that this superstar that was arguably the first social media superstar we've ever had has finally fulfilled his destiny individually. That's an incredible story. Midway through the year, he was quitting rugby league. He was done due to medical retirement. And then a Dalieh M. It is one of the great stories in rugby league.
2: And even when medically he was able to play, people were still telling him to retire.
0: Yeah, like mate, even I'm sitting there going, I, I was saying I just want what's best for KP. That's the rhetoric I was using mid-season, and then he wins a Dalieh M. And it doesn't take away from SJ's amazing story, amazing year, but it's just a different story that's amazing.